Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, standout listeners, and welcome to the podcast that's all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. In the past on this podcast, we've talked about coaching, and we've briefly touched on some project management systems like Asana and Evernote. And on today's show, we're connecting with Brittany Dixon, who is a Trello expert. I mean, she knows this platform inside and out and uses her expertise to coach clients online, meaning there really is no end to who she can reach and how big her business can grow if she wants it to. Brittany Dixon, founder of Brittany & Co., supports visionary entrepreneurs by creating more efficient processes, systems, and organization in their business so they can spend more time on revenue-generating activities to make a bigger impact in their zone of genius. As a business owner and mother of twin girls, that's right, twins, Kenna and Layla, Brittany started her entrepreneurial journey in October of 2015 when she started her professional organizing business, Clutter Control. She then ventured into the online coaching and consulting world in March of 2017 and hasn't looked back since. Prior to starting her businesses, Brittany spent 10 years in customer service, event planning, and hospitality. Brittany loves helping others and creating a ripple effect in the world. So I know a lot of you listeners out there can relate to what Brittany has done in the past, but it's what she's doing now that has me so excited to share her with you. So Brittany, welcome to Stand Out. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. So I have to let our listeners know that actually you and I are both currently living in Columbus, Ohio, and we've actually already connected a friend connected us and he told me about what you were doing. And I was like, I have to meet this girl because I love processes and systems and I'm trying to be better at you know deciding on a project management system than actually using it and learning it because that part for me isn't exactly always fun. But yeah, so we've already kind of sat down. I know a little about your story, but I know you're going to inspire people out there who maybe were, you know, started out in the residential space of organizing, but they feel like, ah, this isn't quite right. Like, but I don't know where to go from here. So would you please tell us your story? Don't leave anything out and uh, tell us about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of start from the beginning-ish, I guess. So I started off in the wedding and event planning space. I was always that type A, extremely organized, like post-it notes and sticky notes and to-do lists and color-coded binders, even when I was like in high school. So I always knew I wanted to do something that was very detail-oriented, that I could plan and organize and all of that good stuff. And being in the hospitality industry, I kind of got exposed to the event planning space and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to be a wedding planner. This sounds amazing, right? We've all seen wedding planner and JLo. I was like, I want to be (laughs) JLo. So I actually reached out to a wedding planner here locally in Columbus and did an internship with her. I was like, hey, I would love to just come learn from you for free. (laughs) And obviously she was all about that. So I dived into the wedding planning space 
And I did it for about a year and I absolutely loved all of the backend organization, logistics, the processes, the managing all the moving parts and all of that kind of thing. But I didn't as much love the wedding piece of it. And obviously like you learn as you go, right? So I'm like, ah, maybe I don't want to be a wedding planner. So I actually, I just didn't love managing all the million different vendors and people and personalities. And it was just very high stress. I knew getting into it too, it was going to be like a weekend gig and nighttime and all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't think that that really aligns with me wanting to have a family and all of that kind of stuff. So I actually transitioned somewhat out of that and worked for a corporate restaurant doing event planning and catering. And I was there for about four years, but it was actually a corporate restaurant. And I, I know now that I don't fit within corporate boxes. I, I basically learned that I wanted to do my own thing. So trial and error and some things that had happened. I actually got let go from my job in July of 2016. Prior to that, so I, I, I knew I wanted to start this professional organizing business. Didn't know how to do it or when to do it or anything about business in general. But when there was some corporate shifting happening at work in October of 2015, I actually dived in and started a business. So I got my LLC for clutter control. I created a business card sort of, but it was awful looking. I created a website. <laughs> it was a hot mess. Like I used Weebly and like dragged and dropped things. It was very messy. I was like, oh, this is a great plan B. <laughs> like if anything happens, maybe we'll do this. So I actually ended up getting promoted instead of anything happening when the corporate shifting was happening. And then I worked even crazier hours. I've got twins at home. They were actually, <laughs> I worked at this job when they were newborns and worked 60 hours a week. It was pretty intense. But yeah, so July of 2016 came along and I actually got let go from my job, difference of opinions and how things were running at the, the office. And I was like, hey, that plan B that I created, <laughs> I guess that's my plan A now. So luckily I was able to have my husband support us financially so that I could, you know, start a business. But I dived into professional organizing. And when I started, I was a member of the Twin Moms Club, Columbus Mothers of Twins Club here in Columbus. And I was like, oh my God, those are my, those are my people because I know how unorganized my house is because I have twins. And I know that you probably feel the same way. So I dived into the Facebook groups and basically told them what I did. And that's kind of how it, my business started. And it kind of took off from there. But about six months in, like I loved the organizing side of it, but I just wanted to reach more people. Like I felt like I was constricted. I had a hard time bringing consistent clients in and I just wanted to reach more people. So I basically hired a business coach. I found her online and little did I know I got retargeted on Facebook, right? After I Googled business coaches, but found her and she introduced me to this entire online space and online business. And basically through talking with her, she was like, well, why don't you, you teach people this organizing and productivity and systems instead of actually being in their houses, doing it for them. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I really dived into it and it was kind of a crazy, crazy journey, but I dived into it, started doing productivity coaching, met a bunch of people from all over the world, which was amazing. And then that kind of shifted into what I'm doing now. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how far in depth you want me to dive in or if you have specific questions, we can kind of jump off from there because that's yeah. kind of when I got to the online space. No, I love it. I actually, 
let's talk really quick because I feel like just last week I had someone reach out to me on Instagram and they're interested in starting their own business and wanted to know like how I did it or if, you know, taking classes was worth it. And I found out she has a six month old child and now I don't have kids. So can we talk about briefly how the heck not only were you promoted and working 60 hours a week with newborns, but then a year later, shortly thereafter, you started your own business. And I know you had a husband to rely on, so that's awesome, but that's still really hard. So what did you learn from that experience? And if anyone listening is maybe going through that experience, they're wanting to start their own business, but they have young children, like, do you have any sort of insight or advice for them? Yeah, for sure. So my twins were actually three when the business, like when I actually started taking clients. So they were three. So I had kind of passed that like newborn phase, that sort of thing. Honestly, with twins, like, I don't think there was a way that I could have done that when they were newborns and little. (laughs) So I think it happened when it was supposed to happen. But yeah, I mean, it's very difficult. I'm not going to lie. Like there are seasons in your business with kids that are really hard and you work crazy hours and you're up at the crack of dawn and you work until midnight and feel like you never shut your laptop and never do any of those things. Right. But when I first started, I really just had to like set those boundaries. Obviously I'm an organized person. So I had to have lots of systems and structures in place to manage my time and my calendar and everything that was going on. But really, I think the biggest thing was just no, and no one told me this, just give yourself grace. Like you are you're a superwoman trying to run a business and take care of kids and manage a household. Like when things don't go as planned, you have to just be okay with that and not put that pressure on yourself. So I didn't learn that until a little bit later on when I joined a community of mom entrepreneurs. But yeah, just give yourself grace because it can't happen overnight. Like Rome was not built in a day, right? They always say that. You definitely cannot build a business in a day while you're also trying to manage life (laughs) and children. So definitely just like give yourself grace. You do have to have systems and things in place to kind of manage your time and things like that. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like it was, it was pretty difficult at lots of points during that journey. (laughs) I I always mess up this, this saying, but listeners, you'll understand, but the whole, like the shoemaker's kids, they don't have any shoes, right? Like, or the carpenter's (laughs) children have no house to live in. So remember to like, go back to what you're good at and those roots and like, oh yes, I'm supposed to have systems to make this life easier. So just to remember that and, but then don't drive yourself crazy because I'm sure, Brittany, I mean, you built systems, but sometimes I'm sure they didn't always work out for you because a client called and you had to run and take care of it because you're always saying yes so that you can grow or like the kids or what. So I love that you're telling people to, to, to give themselves grace. You're now on the other side of it-ish. You know, you have a flourishing business so that there is light at the end of the tunnel and just for our, anyone going through that right now to just kind of know that. <laughs> Yeah. And you definitely have to think long-term. That's another thing I will say. If you are just that person that wants it to get up and running right now, and if it doesn't work, like it's not going to work. Like you have to think long-term and say, I know where this can go and I'm just going to keep pushing through. I mean, there were so many times that I almost quit. So many times. There were a couple of times where my husband's like, so money, like, are you going to go get a real job now? And I was like, no, this is going to work. I promise. Month later, he's like, yeah, so about that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you definitely have to have that like long-term mindset and not just like 
I want this right now. And I, if it doesn't happen, I can't do it. That was definitely another thing that I had to push through lots of times. The light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and it's just good to hear it from, you know, the horse's mouth that yeah, it's, it, it'll sure. happen. It'll happen. You And especially when, so let's talk about this. So especially when you're not going out there looking for physical clients to work with within your community. When you're building an online business, and I know, Brittany, that you have, and we're going to dig into this, but you have some courses. I think you have webinars and just things for people who are online to view and learn so they don't necessarily have to work with you in person if, if they can't either afford it, they don't have the same schedule or whatever that is, you've given them options, but it takes time to build those things. So Absolutely. and all that, during that time, you know, you may or may not be taking on clients as well or balancing your household or what have you. So just remember that your home was not built in a day and neither was a successful business. So, so yeah. Yeah. And I, I work with a lot of like creative people too, and they tend to have like, you know, a thousand ideas that they want to execute. And what I will say is like for every idea, there's like a thousand tasks that have to happen for it. So just think about all the ideas you want to try to execute. Like it's great to put them on a back burner, but you can't move things forward unless you're super focused on one specific thing or two specific things. You can't try to do it all at one time or you're just not going to move the needle forward on anything. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I'm probably a really big culprit on trying to do too much, but I'm working I on it. We all are, right? We all want to do big things, and we're like, yeah, I could totally juggle those extra things. Let's just do it. Yes, shiny object. What? Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about. Let's talk about that next step. So you kind of stopped your yeah. story that you found the coach. She said, why don't you just teach us online? And you were like, hmm, that's interesting. So then what did you do next? Are you Were you already really familiar with the online space in general? Like, you know, how to create a hyperlink and how to, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I want to take it back to like the basics because there are some people out there that feel like they're not techie. So what would you say to those people? And then how did you teach yourself? Yeah. So I, <laughs> to be completely honest, didn't even know. I mean, I knew that there were online businesses, right? Like, but I did not know the extent of what this online coaching consulting world looked like and that there were so many communities and so many people doing it. I thought it was just like those people that you see that are making millions of dollars on YouTube, right? Like I thought that was the extent of the online business space. So actually in February of 2017, when I Googled to find this coach and then I got retargeted on Facebook, and was getting ads for different coaches, I started wondering, I was like, oh, this is really like, are there really that many people that do this? Okay. So I started getting curious. I came across a coach that she was a small town girl, which I actually live outside of Columbus. I'm in London, Ohio, but small town girl who has built this empire online and now makes tons of money and helps so many people just all over the world. And I was like, oh, that looks really cool. So I just started watching her stuff and really resonated with what she was talking about and all the things that she had been through and really just like magnetized to her. So she was the coach that I hired for a group coaching program. And then she taught me about this whole online space. So I didn't really know anything about the online. I didn't even know what an opt-in was. I didn't know what a sales funnel was like online marketing, like none of that. So she was really like the first taste of that, that I had gotten. And I dived into her group coaching program, obviously learned a ton, was figuring out kind of what that structure looked like and how I wanted to help people in the online space as opposed to doing it in their household. Really just kind of, it was a lot of stumbling, really. 
a lot of self-teaching. I hired that coach. I also bought lots of different courses on specific things. She really gave me kind of the baseline and then I had to kind of branch off from there. So I basically decided I wanted to do productivity coaching. So then I kind of moved into Facebook spaces and tried to find other people doing productivity coaching to see what that looked like. I actually got on coffee chats, like virtual coffee chats with a lot of people and just asked a lot of questions and did a lot of market research and kind of what people were looking for and what they needed to try and help structure my packages. But the tech side of it was definitely a big hurdle. When I first started, I'm pretty techie, but there's so many moving parts in the online business space. And I think that you can definitely get caught up in that. And what I would tell people is just try to solve someone's problem and create a package for that. And then once you are creating income, then you can go back to all of those like, oh, I'm going to sell this course and I'm going to create this thing because I got caught up in that and actually didn't make money in my business for about 10 months and almost quit many, many, many more times. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was definitely a lot of like self-teaching. It was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of like watching all of the webinars online and just really absorbing all the information that I could take in and trying to basically turn it into my own thing. So it it was a bit crazy those first like six to eight months trying to figure that all out. But once I kind of like narrowed down and said, okay, I know people are not good at staying productive and people holding them accountable. Like that's what I'm going to do. And I started putting that out to people and then it kind of took off and snowballed from there. So I don't want to, you know, take this conversation in a negative direction, yeah. you know, at all. But at the same time, fears are something that hold a lot of people back when they're starting their own business or insecurities. And so I know our listeners, I'm sure I do. I struggle with it all the time. So you you kind of struck a chord and 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 brought up something that, that I did when I was starting my own business. It, which is, you know, looking to see what other people are doing so that you can see what kind of framework they use and and how yep. they're talking and maybe listening to what their followers are asking or what have you. But at the same time, it's also a really dangerous line that you can cross yep. where you feel yep. like, A, you start comparing yourself to them and or what you're not. And then B, you see all these people doing these, this thing that you want to do and you're like, whoa, is it oversaturated? Is there room for me? So obviously there is room for all of us. And I know that to be true, but those little, that little demon can kind of sneak up. So what would you say to people who feel like, oh, it's already been done before? Or what do I have to add to this space that isn't already there? And, or that whole comparison thing? Like, can you just talk about how you've overcome that? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you touched on it. it. It is a fine line and it's, it can be very dangerous, especially when you haven't done that before. And it's something that was brand new. I was like, Oh my gosh, these people are so much farther along. Like I'm never going to get there. There's no way I could do this. Like I I organize houses. How am I going to do this for businesses? Like we all go through that. And I mean, every time my business shifts at all, or I add something or change something that still comes up. So really you just have to be good at managing that. But what I would say is it's great to do market research. It's great to look at what other people are doing it's great to kind of see how they're structuring things and you learn a ton that way, but don't do it too much because it does get very dangerous. And then you get sidetracked and then you don't do what you're supposed to be doing. You're not making money at it. Then it's like this whole vicious cycle and it doesn't end well. (laughs) So 
just know that. So I'm a big believer that there's not really competition. There obviously are some markets and some things that there's some oversaturation and there's a lot of people that do that, but people are going to come to you for what you do and how you package it. So there's no new information in the world at this point, right? Like for the most part, everything is recycled from somebody somewhere. It's already been said. Everyone already knows it in some capacity. It's really how you package it together and the personality that you bring to it and your experience because your experience is, and everything, like from your entire life, all of your experiences combined are going to be different than any other person. So you're bringing something different to that person with your experience and with how you package it. So it's great to look at those people, model and learn from them, but you, you got to stay in your own lane. There's only so much like absorbing that you can do. And then you kind of have to shut that off and just stay in your lane and drive forward with what you're doing because it, it can get very, very hairy very quickly. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I thank you for sharing that because yeah. and the same thing with that is we've heard that before too. You know, there's right. plenty of room, um, abundance mindset, but it really is, yeah. really is true. And I'm actually right now kind of just, that's my affirmation to myself right now. Yay. Like that is true. And, and to not let that stop you from shining your uniqueness, you know, in the world, whether it's online yeah. or in your community, if there's other people who are doing what you want to do in your community, there's enough work to go around and to make those people, you know, your allies and and see how, you know, you can help each other. And I mean, I just think that's a better way to, to oh, kind yeah. of collaboration yeah. over competition will bring you more business than sitting there trying to focus on like, oh, how can I do it better than them so that I can get more clients? Like Ugh, anytime 100%. I have collaborated with people that do the same. I was just at a networking event yesterday and there is a guy and obviously like I've kind of shifted and we'll get into that. I'm sure what I'm doing now versus productivity coaching, but there was a guy that does pretty much what I do, but on a bigger level. So he does more corporate and bigger businesses. And I, I don't know that I'll ever get into that. I don't know that I want to do that, but I see him as a potential partner because if he gets anything that's too small for his mm -hmm. scope of work, he can send them to me. And if I get something and run across something that's too big for what I do, I can send them to him and it's a perfect referral source. So, but even people that do exactly what I do, like there is still room for collaborating. And there are times that maybe I'm completely booked up, but the other person's not, and they can take that person on or maybe personality differences. Like I would work better with this person or maybe she will like it. There's just collaboration over competition is the way to go. And you're going to get more business by doing that for sure. I couldn't agree with you more. And it just makes work more fun. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can still learn from those people and you can still, you know, keep your eye on your own prize and, and look to improve yourself to stand out. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know, A, make yourself feel worse about yourself and or be set out to, you know, take out the competition and, you know, yeah. all that kind of that kind of nasty talks. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Brittany, you're so right. I want to dig into what you're doing now. Let's take a quick break. We're going to hear a message from Napo and then we'll bring it right back and, and continue to unpack what you're doing. So we'll be right back. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer Napo University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. And don't forget about the Napo Annual Conference being held April 3rd through the 7th in Fort Worth, Texas, featuring pre-conference workshops, over 30 concurrent sessions, 
President's Reception and Keynote Speakers, Michelle Prince, and New York Times bestselling author of The Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin. More information can be found online at napo.net. All right, listeners, we are back. I have Brittany Dixon here, founder of Brittany & Co. And, you know, we were talking about her journey from event planning to hospitality to starting her own professional organizing business in the residential area to productivity coaching. And now we're going to talk about what Brittany is currently doing, and she's killing it. I actually learned about Brittany from someone else saying, oh, I just connected with this girl and she has this project management system. It's going to change my business. And I was like, wait a minute, I got to meet who this person is. <laughs> so, so yeah, Brittany, you're totally rocking it out. And I think our listeners are going to take away from this is, oh, I could do something like that. Or it inspires them to kind of like find their, you know, the path that they were meant to be on. So now where are you? So now you went from productivity coaching to finding this niche and you've yeah. really niched down. And so what is that? And walk us through what your day in the life looks like. Absolutely. So what I found while I was doing productivity coaching, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved every piece of this, right? Like I loved in-person organizing and I loved teaching people how to be more productive and more organized. But what I found was there were so many business owners that had these big visions and big dreams and wanted to change the world, right? And they were stuck in the day-to-day of their business and all of the back-end stuff that had to be done in order to make those things happen, that they couldn't even spend time doing what they started their business for. So basically what I kind of niched down to and what I found a lot of people had a problem with was the backend systems and organization of all the moving parts in their business, right? So managing tasks, managing projects, managing any kind of team that they might have, managing their content, because we all know social media is extremely important, but it's also like its own full-time job but managing that content, managing the way that their team work together, managing their processes, like all of that stuff was holding them back because as we all know, there's a million different softwares that do these different things. And some of them talk to each other and some of them don't. There's some that do multiple things, some that only do one thing. And what I found was I was really good at coming into a business and assessing all the systems and processes that they were using and figuring out a way to minimize that and give them the least amount of tools available to run their business more efficiently. So I kind of niched down and said, okay, hey, I'm a systems consultant now. I'm going to come in, look at your business, tell you where there are areas of improvement, ways that we can basically make your business more efficient so that you can then bring in more clients, which impacts more people and you make more money and everyone grows. So I kind of dived into that in October of 2016. 17. (laughs) I'm trying to like put the timeline together here. (laughs) And I got into that space with Trello. So basically I found this tool through a couple of my groups on Facebook, just talking to people and that kind of thing and a project and task management tool. And it's a very visual tool. So I dived into it. I took a couple trainings on it, obviously watched all the webinars and learned all the things about it. But what I found is it was still very complex and that people had lots of boards that they were managing stuff in and there was still stuff all over the place. So what I decided to do is basically take my minimalism that I've got going on here um, and then put that into business. So I created my own system within Trello 
and my own way of organizing a business. Then I started telling people about it. And anyone I talked to, I was like, oh my gosh, do you know about Trello? I need to talk to you about this. Like, you need to see how this works. And I would give it to people for free. I'm like, hey, here's this thing. Go check it out. It's going to change your business. So basically what happened is I did that enough times that everyone started talking about me. And it was really weird because I'm not that kind of person. Like when people are talking about me, I was like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. This is really awkward. So I started getting tagged in these Facebook groups when people were talking about Trello. They're like, oh my gosh, you have to talk to Brittany. She has this whole system and it's amazing. So that continued to happen, continued to happen. I was actually getting on calls with a lot of people. I was doing it for extremely inexpensive price-wise to teach them how to do this. But I found I was teaching the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over. I was like, okay, there has to be a more efficient way for this, right? <laughs> so I decided I wanted to create a course for it and then focus. I, I wanted to help those people at the, the solopreneur level with a course that was inexpensive. But I also wanted to shift and do this for bigger businesses, not necessarily corporate, but like a team of five to 10 people because I knew how impactful it would be for them to have systems like this in place to grow their business. So I basically launched a course and then kind of that's when I rebranded to Brittany and co because I knew that the systems thing was catching on. So that's kind of how I like got into it. And I basically became known as the Trello girl. And then it kind of just took off from there. I love that. And, and here's the thing, listeners, like maybe Maybe you just need someone to be like, yes, Trello is awesome. Go focus on Trello. Because like you said, Brittany, there are so many platforms out there. And sometimes we can, you know, analysis paralysis and like they're oh, not, not, not one system is absolutely perfect. I don't think. No. Nope, it's not. <laughs> so, you know, so that if, if project management and systems is your jam, that's why I wanted to bring you on is because you found this thing that already existed. Someone created Trello and you just became an expert at it. And you're teaching yeah. other people how to maximize what it was built to do. Because like you said, it's so complex that, I mean, I'm a culprit. I'll like open up a website and sign up for a CRM and then, you know, give up two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's just so overwhelming. So if you could have someone like you come in and show me how, and then from the business side of it, you're like, God, I want to keep doing this. But number one, my price point is at a point where like, you know, it's hard for you to scale or to grow or yeah. to continue to dig into Trello and find out new ways to use it and keep improving your business. So you created a course, which I want to talk about a little bit more yeah. so that it does two things, I think probably more than two things, but it, it frees you up to continue to grow your business or, you know, not get you into the same trap you got other business owners out of, which is just handling the day-to-day -day of teaching this one thing. You can go and dream big and, and figure out what your business, you know, will be next year, next month, whatever. But also, you know, small business owners can, can learn from your brilliance anytime they want. You know, they can just buy this thing, they can learn from it, and then either be on their way or decide to, you know, work with you in person or buy the next level or whatever, that structure looks like for you. So yeah, and it was, it was super interesting. It was, I, I was being tagged in these things so often. And I literally, anytime my name come up, they're like, Oh my gosh, she's a Trello person. So that kind of goes back to the, if you're known for one thing, like yes. people will come to you. If you try to do everything and you try to say, like when I started doing the productivity coaching, I'm like, well, I'm going to help 
business owners and I'm going to help mompreneurs and I'm going to do like, I'm going to help them organize their house like virtually and teach them how to do that. But I'm also going to help them teach, teach them how to do productivity and like systems. Like, because I was doing all of that, I wasn't gaining traction when I became known for one specific thing that's when stuff started moving forward. But it was really funny. People kept asking me, they're like, oh, so you work for Trello? And I was like, no, I actually don't. I just basically took their platform, created my own system within it. And then I teach that because it works extremely well. They're like, oh my gosh, you should totally work for Trello. I'm like, yeah, I know. If you, if you know anybody, <laughs> I love the hookup. But yeah, I really just wanted to, I wanted to help as many people as I could, but I knew that that model wasn't going to work charging that low of a price point to be able to scale my business and get to my goals. So basically I turned this into a course and (laughs) to be completely honest, the first time I launched it, it completely failed because I put everything together, but I'm terrible at marketing. So I didn't market it enough. I didn't get it in front of enough eyes, even though I had been known for Trello, like I still didn't have like a huge following of people. So the first time I launched it, it failed, but what kept it going is I just refined it the next time and launched it bigger and then it made some money and then I refined it again. It's actually on version 3.0 now in a year's timeframe. And that's one of the things that like top lessons I will tell someone is to don't start new things, like take that same thing and just keep refining it and making it better and launching it again. And again, I I know multiple people that have made millions of dollars from courses because they just took the same one they used at the beginning and just kept making it better. So yeah, I, I dived into this course and it kind of took off, which is awesome. How does one create a course? Where do you start? Like, do you, is there... Is, did you take a course on building a course? Did you hire someone? <laughs> like, so walk us through what that means and what kind of finance, you don't, I mean, you don't have to give us exact numbers if you don't want to, but what kind of financial commitment is that? What kind of time commitment is that? Could you take on clients while you're building your course? Yeah, give us all the sure. down and dirty. Yeah. So you could, I mean, it is, it is a very time consuming thing, especially if you're still, basically I was building the course while I was still trying to figure out my ideal client, while I was still trying to figure out where those people lived, where those people were hanging out that I could find them. Like I was building it in the midst of everything else, which made it a little bit more difficult. I would definitely say don't create courses until you have like really good clarity on who your people are, where your people are, and start to build that following before you do that. It is it is quite a bit of a time commitment. I've obviously over the years learned shortcuts and how to now make that faster, make that process faster when I want to create courses. But really, I took a course on how to create courses. And yes, there are things that do that. <laughs> and then I basically dived into a little bit more of the market research and basically went back to these people that had hired me for a very low cost, what they wanted and what they got the most out of when we worked together. And then I kind of looked for the platform that I wanted to host it on as far as like the technical side of it and started building it. But it was a very, I mean, it was a messy process, just like everything. There was lots of learning curves that I had to go through to put this course up. But because again, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? I knew that this thing could be super scalable. So I just kept going. As far as financial resources that you have to put into it, I mean, you can definitely do it yourself. And then when you have money coming in from that, then you can upgrade to version 2.0 or 3.0, which is exactly what I did. It actually didn't have a name, really. I was like, this is my Trello course. Had no name. It was not fancy when I first launched it. And now it's called Talk Trello to Me. And I actually had my audience help me name that. 
but yeah, financial resources, you can definitely do it bootstrapping and put together a course pretty inexpensively because you're basically just creating the content and the videos and things like that. So, but it is a lot of time commitment. So you can do it extremely cheap starting out, but the time commitment, you have to kind of be willing to play around and tweak things and add things and ask people a lot of questions. So were you, you know, what you're doing probably is very like, you know, computer desktop based. So were you just kind of recording your screen share and your voice and then hitting the record button and teaching what you know? Did you put yourself in front of the camera? What does it look like? Yeah. So um, when I first got into the online space, I was like, oh, I'm never getting on video. That's not happening. (laughs) What I found is you have to. So it it definitely takes practice. Like if I go back to the first video I put online, oh my gosh, like, it's awful. (laughs) It's like, I said, um, I was like sweating and playing with my hair and like super awkward and like, didn't even know what I was talking about. It was, it was a hot mess. Um, so that, that takes practice for sure. What I did with the course at first was what you just said, the screen sharing and talking over the screen sharing and just teaching them how I kind of set that up. And that was really what the beginning course, like version one was. What I realized after that and after talking to a lot of people is that they want to see your face, especially if they're purchasing a course from you. So the second version, I started putting some videos on, but I don't have professional video equipment. I was using my like Mac desktop. I mean, there were a couple of videos that I use my phone for, which is crazy, but it works and it gets it out there. The thing is you have to just put it out there and not worry about it being perfect because you can, you can refine it. I'm on version 3.0 now, and I'm sure that there's going to be a 4.0 and a 5.0, like just keep taking that one thing and just keep refining it. So if you're afraid to get on the camera or you're like, oh no, there's no way I could do that. Just do it and get it out there because people are magnetized to you and your personality for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So, and you know, listeners, I, I've been trying to dabble in this online course thing. I'm very curious about how it could work in my business. And so in that, in that research, I mean, people are teaching people via courses on how to like can food and how to, I mean, all the, all the things, literally how to take great photos with your iPhone. Like there are courses out there for so many things. So whether you are teaching someone a platform like Trello or any of the other platforms that are out there or how to, you know, get a system to organize your fridge and meal plan each week, like you can teach a course on anything and you're most likely going to have an audience because your audience is quite literally the world. Am, am I right, Brittany? Like you, Absolutely. I'm sure you have people tuning in from other countries, other, you know, nationalities, like there really is no limit. There really isn't. I had, I, I was getting course sales from Australia And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how did you find, I mean, obviously it's social media, but I got course sales from Australia. Somebody had seen my stuff that was living in Bali. She was from America, but she was living in Bali. And she called and said, hey, I want to get on the phone with you and talk about what you do. And I was like, but you're in Bali. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) It is, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Like the amount of people that you can reach and just the numbers part of it. Like how many billion people that you can reach now, as opposed to just being, stuck in your little area of the world, you can reach everyone and make a bigger impact. And that was, that was the biggest driver for me moving the business from residential to online was that one, I wanted the freedom to work from anywhere and and live the lifestyle I wanted, but I also wanted to just reach everybody. I'm like, I I don't want to have to travel there to reach you. Like I want to be able to sit at my desk and reach you and help you and help you grow your business. So I absolutely loved, loved, loved that part of it. But yeah, it's just, it's, 
so awesome. Like the, the whole online space. Like, and I can't even imagine when it's going to be, you know, like 20 years from now. Oh, I can't either. <laughs> like I literally can't, even though no. like taking what we learned these past five, 10 years of growth yeah. and technology, I don't even know what it's going to be. No. I have no idea. So that's exciting. Yes. It's very exciting. Very exciting. And I love reaching that many people and making that big of an impact. It's just, it's the most awesome feeling. I bet you it's fulfilling. Okay, Brittany. So now I'm going to ask you to talk Trello to, to us. All right. Why, why Trello? Why should our listeners maybe dig into it a little bit more? And and how does it stand out? Or what does it bring you that the others don't? I'm sure you can talk about this for hours and hours. So maybe yeah. just the highlights. But uh, yeah, talk Trello to us. For sure. So I decided on Trello, one, because it was free and I was bootstrapping it. So I was like, free, I am all in. Let's do this. So that's a really big perk. Even the plan that I'm on now is only $5 a month. So it's a super inexpensive tool, but it's also extremely, extremely powerful. So one of the things I loved about it was that you can literally just use it to create yourself a to-do list or you can manage your entire business, your entire remote team, hold all of your business information, create content inside of it, have conversations inside of it, create automation. Like it, it goes from the basic to-do list to the complex project management, timelines, automation kind of tool. And I think that when I first dived into it, that's what I loved about it because I'm like, oh, I don't need all of that now. But again, back to the long term and the, the light at the end of the tunnel, I knew that eventually I would. So I wanted to pick a tool that I was going to grow into. So basically the versatility of it, the, the price point of it. And I love that it was also a visual tool. So while I'm very systems minded and like organized and all of that kind of stuff, I do still have like that creative side as well. Like I do cake decorating on the side. I like taking pictures, all of that kind of stuff. So I still wanted something that looked pretty and wasn't just a boring to-do list. So inside of Trello, you can put background pictures, you can create colored labels, you can add pictures to your cards to make them more fun. Um, And I just loved that aspect of it as well. But really, I think what made me decide Trello as opposed to the others, because there's a lot of others, was that I could use it as an all-in-one hub for my business, but I could also use it as an all-in-one hub for my house stuff, which gave me the true all-in-one platform. And I didn't have to have multiple tools to manage household versus business. So I, I really just love that piece of it that I could do anything in it. Like you can plan an event in there, plan a birthday party in there. I manage all of my kids' activities and school stuff, but I also have a board to manage my team and my VAs in Alaska, my marketing persons in Kansas, and we can have conversations and manage projects inside of there super easily, super easily. So I think it was just the flexibility of it and just the the growth that could happen within it is why I kind of decided on Trello. I love that. So it's it kind of goes back to your brand, Brittany, that you mentioned before, which is you like to simplify. So instead of having all of these uh, platforms, you found something that really you can be able to stretch and work on all different areas of your life and your business, even though it's super yeah. complex and can take some time to learn and implement. At the end of the day, it it really will simplify things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And the thing I found, so I kind of skipped over the minimalism piece of my journey, but I, I watched the documentary on Netflix, right? 
And as a professional organizer, I'm like, oh my gosh, we totally have way too much stuff. I'm just going to get rid of everything. And I, I joke around. I'm like, I'm now the, like the Marie Kondo for business because I want you to get rid of all of those extra tools yeah. because they're, it, it's just too much. And it's, it's already complicated enough to run your business, let alone adding in 17 different tools that you're trying to manage and all these places that your information lives and all of that kind of thing. So yeah, it really was just the simplicity of it that I could, it, it can be super simple. It can get complex, but still be simple if that makes sense. And yeah, I just, I took to it and then kind of just went from there. So it was lots of fun. I love that. So Brittany, as I was learning more about you before our interview today and and getting to know more about what you do, I looked at something on your LinkedIn that really spoke to me. In my early days of starting my business, I kind of felt this way of like, I was I was transitioning careers and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do because my first career I've wanted to do since I was three. So I felt lost and I felt like I had nothing to give the world because I, you know, if I'm not an actor, if I'm not a singer, then what am I? I'm nothing. But you said something in your LinkedIn. You actually also shared it in your in your intake form for the podcast that to use your ordinary superpowers for good. And I know a lot of our listeners are not yet in this space, but they're thinking about it or they're interested in it and they don't know how or they don't even know. They feel like maybe like, well, do I have to, how much do I have to learn or change about myself to be a competitor or to be a great, you know, employee in this space or business owner space, whatever that looks like for them. So what what inspired you to include that in kind of your copy for your, you know, your website and, and your and your LinkedIn yeah. page? And was that something that you discovered for yourself? And and how are you helping other businesses or other entrepreneurs or anyone looking to change industries just kind of look at themselves and see what they already have, that they have everything they need to really be a superstar? Yeah, absolutely. The ordinary superpowers thing, I actually have to give a shout out to Mark Henson. He's a book author and he actually owns a event space here in Columbus. And he, I I knew him from my event planning days, but then basically he released his book called Ordinary Superpowers. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I know you, I'm going to totally buy your book and I want it signed. Like, (laughs) but I, I bought the book and I read it and it really struck a chord because basically the premise of it is what is that thing that you do that comes so easy to you that you think that everyone else just knows how to do it, right? So you, it's just natural for you and it just happens. You don't even have to think about it. You're just amazing at it without having to try. And what I was thinking about this, I'm like, well, that's kind of like me with organizing. Like I didn't realize how many people weren't good and didn't just naturally become organized. And basically I took that and I was like, okay, well, I'm extremely good at this. I love it. I I don't even have to think about it. This has to be my ordinary superpower, right? So then when I got into starting to charge clients and people were like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to pay you. Please come organize my house. And then it happened more and more and more. I'm like, oh, okay, so this actually is my ordinary superpower because it comes so natural to me that I just think everyone else can do it and they can't. So really just taking what you're good at and really you can just ask people. Like people that you are around will tell you the things that you are good at. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you just do that thing. There's no way I can do that. And those are the things that you can start to build a business on and start to monetize because you're giving them the knowledge and the things that they need to do to move themselves forward 
So they're definitely going to exchange that money and that energy to pay you to help them do that. So definitely take what you already have. Again, back to refining, right? Take what you already have and leverage that and keep using that instead of trying to recreate the wheel. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that goes for... I want to make sure that I'm always being inclusive here that, you know, you don't have to want to start your own business to be in our industry. You know, you can join a team or, you know, organizing and productivity is, is coming to a place where I know big corporations are hiring people who specialize in this. So you can use those ordinary superpowers in your interview process or on your resume. And, you know, I think too, Brittany, you packaged, you know, you, you said at first, you know, your course didn't really have a name and now it has a name. So you almost kind of like brand your superpower too, so that you kind of package it up really sweet and tie it with a bow. And so, you know, it's enticing to learn, oh, what is that? And to you, it's, you know, you were born with it, but to someone else, you're solving their problems. So I just thought it would be really fun to unpack that with you because I know a lot of us feel like, why, sure, I can, I can make a fridge look great or I can, I can, you know, create extra space where you didn't know it was. But I mean, anyone can do that. You know, anyone can do that or Trello's free and there, there are videos for free on YouTube. So yeah. I don't need to teach even though I'm good at it. But I mean, clearly, You've made a career out of it, Brittany. Yeah, so and there are. there's something there's there. There's so many videos that are out there that are completely free that teach you Trello. They're like they're out there all over the place. I actually know a person who teaches a course on it. Like I, there are people that do this. I'm not the only one. I did not invent this. Again, there's no new information in the world. I'm just repackaging it differently in yep. with my experience and what I have learned and putting my spin on it and people that resonate with me are going to buy it from me. People that resonate with the other people are going to buy it from them. And the people that want to do it for free and piece it together are going to do that. Like there's so many things out there. I mean, the, I think I just read something, the productivity industry is like 11 billion with a B dollar industry now, because things can't move forward if you're not productive and organized. So it's a thing that almost everyone needs. Yes. Yes. There's no limit and there's There's room for all of us in there. So Brittany, I just can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us. I know someone is going to walk away feeling like, ah, that inspired me to do this, this or that. So you've been through quite the journey. And even though it's, you know, 2017, when you, when you shifted, it's now 2019, your business is, is doing really well for itself and you've got these courses going and you're, and you're, you're doing it. So if you could leave our listeners with two sticky notes that would make a big impact in their lives, so whether they're running a business or they want to be better at their job, what would those two high impact things be? Maybe it's a lesson you learned or something that you teach your clients all the time. What would you leave us with? Yeah. So one thing I will say, and I was definitely a person that did this, was I thought that I had to build this thing and like make it work right the second. Like I was extremely <laughs> impatient with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this doesn't work now, like, what am I supposed to do? I got, this has to work. But what I learned was, and and what I kind of came to the realization, like I'm turning this into a career, like long-term for, for the big things. So I want to enjoy the process and not just the end result. I think you get more out of learning from the process and the lessons and failing. I've learned more from failing than I ever did from doing something right. And just just think about it like that. Like 
it is the, it's your journey. It's your path. And you're going to go different directions. You're going to shift. I have three DBAs under my LLC. I have three different brands that I had to like restart. Your, your journey is going to just keep taking you down different paths. And you just have to look at it that way as opposed to like, oh my gosh, this has to work. Let's do this. This has to work. This has to work. And being so short term with it. That was one of the big things. And then I would just say, I mean, the getting crystal clarity before you dive too far into something. I spent a lot of money before I was really clear building a website and doing all of those things. And I think just getting out there, getting clear out on your ordinary superpowers and what you're good at and finding people and just helping them. Like, I know it's about creating a business or a life or a job or whatever that might be and that sort of thing. And obviously money comes into that, but the more you help people and help them solve their problems, the more that's going to come to you easily. And you're not, it's not going to be something that's forced. So just put your gifts out there in the world and you will get things in return for sure. Such good insight, Brittany. Thank you for sharing that with us. Where can our listeners connect with you, learn from you? Maybe kind of, maybe you'll be that, you know, who that coach was for you that you can be that for someone else out there. Where do you hang out on the web? Yeah, for sure. I am mostly on Facebook and Instagram. So it's actually facebook.com forward slash Brittany and co dot consulting. Same thing for Instagram. Instagram, I do more of like the personal branding side of things. So my kids and my cakes and my Instagram stories and all of that fun stuff. But those are two of the best places. And then my website's just brittanyandco-consulting.com. Wonderful. All right, listeners. So I hope Brittany inspired you to kind of finally do that thing or find that niche where you belong, that path. Or maybe maybe you're still you know three or four steps away, which is totally normal and okay. And like Brittany said, you're going to fail along that way, but that's going to teach you more about who you are and where you belong. So just to keep your eyes open and your heart open and your ears open so that you can like learn, okay, cool, that didn't work. What's this next step I can take? So maybe you'll go from event planning to niching down to Trello and really having a lot of success with it. I want to thank you for being here with me. And like I always say, learning with me. If you like this podcast, if you're able to walk away with inspiration or something valuable, will you please leave us a review? Let us know what you think and then hit that subscribe button. That's what helps us bring amazing guests onto the show and share their journey with all of you. I want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us that review, would you please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join Learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.